Hi everyone, welcome to, uh, I believe it's the fourth episode of Movies with My Mother. I, of course, am Alexis. And I'm Lori. That's my mom. <laughs> um, we uh, did a midnight movie um, because we are old people. Midnight is about 3.15 p.m. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We watched um, Insidious <laughs> from 2010, horror movie by James Wan and uh, Lee Wannell. Uh, it was a PG-13 movie, uh, and it was about an hour and 43 minutes long. Wow, that seemed longer than that. It really kind of <laughs> did. I've seen this movie a hundred times. It really felt kind of long. Yeah, really. I checked uh, the ratings. And it didn't really get awesome ratings. Really? Yeah, it's only got a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. And 52 on Metascore. Yikes, that's the worst one we've seen. Yeah. And uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. That was a little better. I mean, most of them are about that. But I think IMDb is really kind of user uh, opinion based. Sure. So. That, that makes sense. This movie made money hand over fist. Yep. <laughs> it had a budget of about $1.5 million. All that, all that scenery, all that makeup, $1.5 million. That, uh, what, did everybody bring their own? <laughs> I believe that I read that James Wan took the option to uh, get money on the back end and not take a paycheck outright. Oh, I believe I read that. Oh, well, that makes a huge difference. Then. Absolutely. The box office gross was $99.5 million. Ouch. I think I got that on my last paycheck. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, well, the whole franchise, I read that this whole franchise made billions. Yeah, billions of dollars. Yeah. So there are... Three sequels that are out, and a fifth uh, movie is in the works. Oh, my good grief. What, what more could they talk about? Well... Is it the same people? In the fifth movie, yes. In the last key, which was the last movie, it wasn't the same people. And I believe, I believe in the third movie, it wasn't the same people either. So, I, it really, the only... The franchise really kind of revolves around Lynn Shay, Elise. Elise? Yeah. Did she come back to life? Well, the second one is kind of prequely. Oh. It kind of fills in the gaps of the first one. Uh-huh. The um, business with the mother? Yeah. Okay. More about when he was a boy. Okay. And then up into when they move into the big fancy house, which we also both noticed that that was a whole lot of house- for a school teacher and a part-time songwriter. Right. I I thought so right away. Whole lot of house. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The second house they moved into was a, a bit more modest. Yeah. It really kind of looked like it was about five rooms, but, you know, maybe there was an upstairs. I don't know. I didn't exactly understand the second house. Yeah, it was really oddly laid out. Yes. But it was perfect for the uh, for for the movie. You know, the clock at the end of the hall that was ticking away. Right. Drawing you in. I did read that this movie was shot in three weeks. Which, wow. Yeah. A million dollars in three weeks? Yeah. Wow. What was the hurry? <laughs> I know it meant nothing to you, but when they listed the producers, two of them, I, I know on site, um, Jason... Blum of Blumhouse and Oren Pelly. Um, Oren Pelly uh, brought us the uh, Paranormal Activity franchise. He he did the first one. Uh, the first one was shot in his house. Is that, is that the TV show Paranormal? No, the Paranormal Activity is the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And Jason uh, Blumhouse is really big in uh, horror right now. They're oh. a really big production house. 
Okay. Uh, there again, I wouldn't know any of that because uh, I don't even remember the last horror movie I saw. Yeah, you said it was Jaws. That's jo- <laughs> not really a And I said I, I movie. said it was 1974. I didn't even bother to look it up. I still think it's about 1974. Probably. Probably. But yeah, that really isn't a horror movie, but it was pretty shocking. And that's probably the last uh, thing I saw like that. Um, I did say that uh, the, a fifth installment was announced. Uh, it's kind of in the works. James Wan is not directing. What? Yeah, he. I think he only did the first two. Oh. Patrick Wilson is going to make his directorial debut. Uh, Patrick Wilson was Josh Lambert in this movie, the husband. Oh, the husband. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think it's going to revolve around him and the and Dalton. Yes. I think that's kind of where they're going with it. Okay. But I don't, that really was all the specifics they had. All right. And I, also, I didn't see a lot of, like, interesting trivia for this movie. Oh, uh-huh. I wonder why. I don't know. When was this, when was this made? 2010. Oh, so that's been some time ago. Right, but still, modern era. Well, I guess, you know, you can't have a lot of trivia when you only spend a week doing it. <laughs> Oh, I told you I I had a little story about the the little kid ghost when they move into the second house. Oh, yes. That that kid was played by an actor. I think his name was Ben Wolf. He had some kind of dwarfism or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh... (laughs) He was on American Horror Story. He he did a, a lot of acting. But uh, he was jaywalking in Hollywood. Yeah. And got clipped by some SUV side mirror. Oh, my gosh. And he, he died. What? It killed him. Oh, my gosh. And he got cited for the accident because he was jaywalking. Oh, my God. That, that is absolutely horrible. I know. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Don't go to Hollywood. <laughs> well, jaywalk. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. Well, that was probably a head injury. For him, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Wow, that's awful, awful Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. Um, And since I couldn't really... Oh, we didn't really talk about the movie. The movie um, is the story of a family that moves into this big, giant, glorious house. Mother, father, two school-age boys, and an infant, a toddler. Uh, how it's yeah, it w- wasn't really either. It was kind of kind of an old maybe a infant, one-year-old, yeah, just a stander, but crying all the oh time. Oh my god! Just a nightmare. Ugh. And they soon find that the house is kind of weird and as they're kind of seeing stuff that's not right the oldest boy has an accident where he just he's alive but he's not waking up he's not responsive and medically they have no idea what's wrong with him because on paper he's fine right they thought it was a head injury because he fell off the ladder but that wouldn't have that kind of a fall wouldn't be a although closed head injuries are pretty rough right you know it could have been that but I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, and, like, you know, kids and their soft heads. Yes. But, uh, so this child is comatose, and the weird things in the house start ramping up, and until they are kind of forced to move. Yes. Mother said we're moving, and they did. Which, I wonder what kind of financial sitch that put them in. You kind of don't move in a hurry at a profit. Oh, no. Especially a creepy house like that. You know, how'd they get... How, how would they explain moving in and then moving right out? Right. You know, I, I'd certainly question that. But it did seem that they didn't um, leave the house because when they were doing all that um, ghost-busting stuff, the, uh, Elise said that they would go to the house and do all the searching the electronic searching there then did you miss that no i heard that but i mean it doesn't mean it's not on the market no true and the, there was a sign in the front yard of the new house yeah which i didn't understand like when you buy a house don't you take the sign down i would say yes to that but it kept being there yeah so i don't know what the deal with that was maybe they were just renting but even still they wouldn't have a full-on realtor sign in their yard i I can't answer that question. It did have a funny 
um, logo type thing on it. Maybe it did, that but it's part of the deal. Yeah, it wasn't really specific as to what it was. Yes. So, like I said, we couldn't really find a lot of trivia, a lot of interesting tidbits. So I kind of I dorked around the Google machine for um, astral projection. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, because I know nothing about that. Um, me either. Honestly, it seemed like kind of an interesting little wormhole to travel down. Oh, okay. It uh, is not scientifically proven. Uh-huh. It is considered a pseudoscience. All right. The idea of the soul leaving the body to travel through the universe is um, an ancient uh, idea and yes. uh, is a legend of multiple cultures. Uh-huh. And a lot of them, to achieve uh, their, their travels, uh, the use of uh, hallucinogenics and psychotropics yes. were used. I read that uh, Helen Keller was a believer in Swedenborgianism, which uh, was developed by Emanuel Swedenborg. Um, and I only know of Swedenborgianism through, uh, <laughs> through a movie. They talked about it in um, Stephen King's TV adaptation of uh, Lars von Trier's The Hospital. Uh-huh. An old woman is trying to contact a spirit through Swedenborgianism. Oh. Uh, my cat is a... She's attacking all of our wires right now, so if you hear chewing or biting, that's her just being a nuisance. No, she's not. She's being a cutie. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Stop it. She's a meanie. She's a killer. <laughs> okay. I wonder if that have did, does that have any relationship to um, remote viewing and things like that where where you uh, can just see other oh but astral plane that that's a different um, level. Remote viewing is just I can see what's happening on the other side of town. This astral stuff is when you leave the I guess it could be across town. I don't see it says the universe. Across town is in the universe. Right, but okay, I'm going to have to look up into that. There's also a book uh, by Honoré de Balzac, oh, which uh -huh. I've heard that name yes. a million times, but when I looked him up, nothing rang a bell. Really? Yeah, really old French writings that I know nothing about. Well, that's because you're not bougie. I also don't speak French. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Which would be helpful in a situation like that. But uh, the book is called Louis Lambert. Uh -huh. And its kind of main theme is out-of-body experiences. And I, I told you to pay attention to the family's name. Yes, Lambert. Yeah. Uh, Lambert, obviously, is just the French version yep. of the super Americanized Lambert. One step over. So I wonder I wonder if that was like a wink and a nod or if that even came into play. Sure. Why not? It probably is. I, I would think so because I'm sure professional screenwriters do a little bit of research. Yes. Well, surely they do and they have to have a lot of background and a lot of stuff to, you know, have these ideas, stuff like that. But yeah, I thought it was a little bit predictable because the plot was a little bit predictable because the first thing I wrote down in my notes was that um, the oldest boy, Dalton, was a sensitive. And uh, sure enough, guess what? I guess this, the sensitive is not the uh, uh, conduit, maybe? Uh, I think both would be. E either would work? Yeah. Because that's the first thing I wrote, that it was Dalton, not uh, the younger brother or the baby right and and mother must have been somewhat sensitive to see these people also i would think i didn't think about that because she did see them yes so she must be a little bit touched too and i i had questions about josh at the end when they're talking about how he had forgotten how to astral project but when you're unconscious and your brain does whatever your brain does when you're unconscious uh -huh. Wouldn't it have just happened involuntarily? Well, I think that that's what it kind of implied because the boy was just, he thought he was just dreaming and that's why he wasn't afraid. But the dad, the dad grew out of it. 
But when your subconscious is in control, do you really forget that stuff? Um, or is it is it not that you forget, but because your subconscious is in control, it's in your subconscious? It's not in the forefront of your brain? I, you know, I don't know. This is a... Because this it, is a question for the ages. Yeah. Because when she, um, when Elise told him to relax, she turned that metronome on, and that's hypnosis. Yeah. So to get to the subconscious, you do that through hypnosis often. So I don't, I don't know. There's more stuff we have to look up. Yeah. More questions. We did see a little gaff in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right on. Right in the first. When uh, Josh goes to wake up Dalton after the small head injury, he leans over, I guess, a dresser. Yeah, because he was getting his school clothes out. Uh, And you see a mic pack under Josh's sports coat. Yes. (laughs) I I also wrote down... Uh, that when they're having that seance where Josh is uh, astral projecting and stuff, and uh, Josh's mother is there, and ever and uh, Renee is there, who's watching the children? Right, because that baby wasn't crying. Where was the baby? Where was the other boy? Well, when Elise got there the first time, they're like, "Oh, are the other children with Lorraine?" And Renee said, "Yes." Okay. But there's no mention of a grandpa. No. So. Huh? <laughs> So where are those kids at? Right, because then Lorraine showed up and no no kids are with her. Yeah. They were duct taped in the closet. <laughs> that's why the drawer had duct tape in it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do I know about kitchen junk drawers? But also, I don't put my dish towels in my junk drawer. Well, my that's true. My, my dish towels are in a dish towel drawer. Yeah. And my duct tape is in the junk drawer. Yeah. With the screwdrivers and the scissors and, you know, whatnot. The loose batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was an unusual scene, too. Yeah. There must have been some some message there that we didn't get. (laughs) I I don't don't know. know. But uh, uh, was the second boy's name Foster? Yes. Foster was very afraid of his brother. Yes. Because he didn't know it wasn't his brother. That's why he kept shutting the door and said he didn't like his room. He wanted to move. And he, I don't think he realized what he saw, but he he might have known that something was up. Right. I also never really liked the whole, um, you know, Josh just kind of figures out that the house is haunted. So he stays at work all day, every day. Yeah. What? What school teacher stays in their classroom until 10.30 at night? Well, at... <laughs> okay, do, I don't think that that happens. No, I mean, I get, you know, having a longer night, you know, leaving about 5 or 6 instead of, you know, after school time, but 10 o'clock at night? Well, and then I thought, well, maybe he's a college professor, but nope, that's not right, because he said there was a PTA meeting that he was staying late for in the one of the very first scenes, so... They don't have PTA meetings at college. No. Also, they there is a little saw reference in the first time you see Josh's classroom. Oh, that little pic, pic that, that face? Yeah, that little picture. Okay. There's a little, like, dummy that rides a tricycle in the in the saw movies. Uh-huh. I believe his name is Billy, and uh, that was uh, an artist's rendering of uh, Billy. Oh, okay. Tricycle dummy. You did point that out to me, but I didn't recognize it as anything. Well, and also, the first time that Josh comes home late, everybody is wide awake. It's dark as hell outside. Those kids are wide awake. Obviously, it's a school night if Dad's at work. Right. Why are those kids up so late? I I don't know. Maybe they were waiting dinner for him. No, no dinner. How are you going to have dinner so late? I didn't see any of them eating at all, except when he was eating, when, uh, when he came back, when Dalton came back. He was eating that spaghetti with two forks and both hands. <laughs> We've all been there. I get it. I've been that hungry. <laughs> but yeah, he pulled out. He apparently pulled out his own uh, nasal gastric tube, and and uh, apparently Grandma unhooked his IVs. I don't know. That was weird. But yeah, you. I mean, you can pull your nasal gastric tube out. <clears throat> it's just taped up. Right, and you can pull your own IVs out, but you gotta be careful that you don't bleed to death. Right, you, you should at least, you know... Tie it off. Give a little um, pressure to the opening. Yes. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe he really wasn't hooked up to that machine. And he, she picked him up, and the, the machine was still beeping his heartbeat. I thought, well, that's weird. Oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> that's funny. Also, going back to Josh coming home late, well, I, I had to grade papers. I'd be smelling his breath. I'd be looking at his collar. <laughs> I'd be looking for hickeys. Yes. Grading papers until 10 o'clock at night. Are you kidding me? That is uh, interesting. <laughs> I would be wondering about it. Yeah, because that's uh, pretty weak. Oh, pardon me. Um, Yeah, that was, that was very... But then when those two guys came, after the priest left and... And mother brought in that, the the crew. Th those two guys, the Bickersons, were very funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were very funny. Lee Wanell uh, played Stephen, or Specs, the guy with the glasses. Uh, yeah. He's the man that wrote the movie. Oh, yeah, you told me that. And uh, Anka Simpson, he's the other guy. He is uh, a big part of... Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, but I most notably uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a great movie. I I believe I've seen Mad Max. The Mel Gibson? One, the very first one. Okay. And I don't remember. Cars driving around. And like wild a... people jumping around. Okay. That's about all I remember. Not Beyond Thunderdome, though. Oh, I don't. Is that the very first one? No, I think that's like the third one. No, I only saw the first one. And that was many, many moons ago. I, I believe it came out in 1980. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So, let's, uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of how you felt about it. I know that you are not a horror movie fan. Not at all. I've, I've had creepy crawlies since they started with the thunder rolling. And then you turned on the uh, surround sound. <laughs> and it made it even worse. Yeah, the floor was vibrating. Yes. It was creepy. <laughs> just thinking about it, I'm just getting the creepy crawlies. But was it an okay movie? It was an okay movie. Again, I wouldn't search it out to see it again. Would you sit down and watch any of the sequels? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I learned all I needed to learn in the first one. Uh, the second one really, really ties it all together. I, I, If you do sit down and watch another one, I definitely recommend the second one. Yeah, well, you'll have to convince me about that, because uh, the... I'm not real sure. <laughs> I really like the first two movies. The third and the fourth are just throwaway movies to me i don't yeah i don't get it i get it uh, you know I, I we've talked at length about uh you know movie number 57 <laughs> you know stop please stop right <laughs> um the conjuring oh yeah that's coming up that has spawned a few sequels and like a like a spin-off it says chilling scary suspenseful <laughs> and it is Ooh. i believe that uh, that's a james wan movie as well Really? I believe so. Now oh. I'm talking about. Now I gotta look it up. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. That sound like I don't yeah, know what I'm I, talking I about. Yeah, I kind of um, like I said, the very first note I took was uh, that the boy was a sensitive. That he was the things that were happening were from him. I guess poltergeist and stuff like that happen when kids are teenagers. The the poltergeist come out. Uh, yeah, the raging hormone thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was just, a, he was just a little boy. I mean, he wasn't that old. But I figured he was the center of the whole movie at the very beginning. So, you know, I, does that mean it was predictable? Oh. Or is that just, you know, yeah, predictable. I think it was. Yeah, maybe. And, and yeah, James Wan did do the the first Conjuring movie, at least. And it was, uh, it's another, another series that is quite scary. But, again, you have to kind of take those stories with a grain of salt because they're the uh, stories of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I don't know what that means. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were the people that put Amityville on the map. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Ed was a, a demonologist and Lorraine was some kind of sensitive, mm -hmm. some kind of psychic-y going-on thing. Right. And, uh... As you know, with Amityville, uh, none of that ever happened. Maybe. <laughs> no, that that um, just grew and grew out of one little incident that probably meant nothing. Right. You know, and, and oh, so these, they wrote the book, so they're 
know. They wrote books about it. They wrote, uh, they had other, you know, adventures chasing ghosts. and. Right. They had an agenda. Of course Make they had an agenda. They were money. on talk shows all the time in the Make 80s. more money. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, we can't talk about that. Yeah. But they have a, a Lorraine Warren just died, oh God, in the last five years. Oh my gosh, she must have been really old. She was quite old, but uh, I believe at their home in Massachusetts, somewhere over there, East Coasty, they had a museum like inside their home. I believe the museum is still operating. Oh, wow. That has uh, artifacts of their demon catchings and oh my. exorcisms. and Interesting. And Ed, uh, Ed Warren was uh, one of those guys that was like, well, you know, I'm not an ordained uh, priest or anything, but the Roman Catholic Church, you know, allows me to exercise. Oh, okay. He has a letter from the Pope? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Oh, alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Yeah, they're shysters. But uh, the Conjuring movies, yeah, they're good, too. Uh, if you want another... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to be scared. Like, I almost tossed my cookie. <laughs> I had one little cookie on my plate, and I almost threw it off onto the floor. <laughs> good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> That, and that brings us right to our food. Uh, yes. I was just going to say, we had uh, some delicious delivery pizza from Marco's Pizza. Yeah. Um, I love Marco's. Marco's gave us some money. <laughs> That'd be nice, but I love Marco's. <laughs> Give us some free pizza. I, I Have you tried their new um, pizza bowl? Uh, Justin did. He was pissed. Why? <laughs> Because it, he, he said that somebody talked him into it on the phone when he called half in the bag to order oh, pizza. Dear. And <laughs> the pizza bowl that he got, it I guess it was a deluxe pizza, but <laughs> what was delivered was just like a microwave bowl uh, full of sauce with just some, you know, some shit on top of it. Just what? a few green peppers and a couple sausages. Oh, just, oh that's it was. Not- Really sad. It oh my was gosh. so sad. I've ordered them numerous times. Really? They come in a, a maybe not like a nine, 9 by 13 pan. Maybe not quite that big. Yeah, it was just a little container. No, it's supposed to be a pan. Oh. And it's got sauce and cheese and everything. Everything except the pizza crust is in that pan. Yeah. It's not a little one serving bowl. No, it was a little, a little container. And no. it did. It just looked sloppy. It just looked really sad and pathetic. Oh, and somebody just... ripped him off. Uh, well, I'm sure. Because when I order them, uh, I can make three meals out of it. Really? Oh, yes. I, I order some cheesy bread and, and a pizza bowl, and it's three meals. Huh. It's delicious. Well, it's just sauce and toppings. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, I, you know, I, I'm trying to uh, watch my calories because so I, you... when I buy my pizza, I always buy cheesy bread. <laughs> so I'm buying the pizza without the crust, and then I just have my cheesy bread. See, I'm cutting calories everywhere. Okay. I'm slashing them. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he got ripped off. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't remember. No, he, he when I got home that day, he was just like, look at this horse shit. And, and it was like, just a small bowl? It wasn't a small, I mean, it was a little container. No. See, mine always come in a, a pan, and they're in the pizza box. So it's the same size as a pizza box, and the pan is inside. Oh, I don't believe that was what we got. I don't believe that's what he got either. Somebody ripped him off. Well. Oh, well. <laughs> then he won't ever try. He needs the crust. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a big man. He needs to eat the crust. Yeah. But yeah, and, and uh, pizza and beer. And then Lexi made some uh, nice cookies for us for dessert that's what i tried to throw i slaved all day on these cookies and they were fabulous all day i think she needs a a nap i need um a medal and um, a ticker tape parade all righty i'll get started on that (laughs) (laughs) we can do it and um by slaving all day i mean justin brought them home from work and i put them on a pan and threw them in the oven (laughs) they were good (laughs) They were delicious. They were Toll House, so of course they were good. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, that's... <laughs> but wow, 
you know, I may, I don't know if I could have watched this movie without pizza and beer. No, and I figured that was the perfect meal because what else do you have when you move houses? Yes, you get your friends together and you say, I'll get pizza. Yeah. And you have a, a cooler full of beer. Yeah. Absolutely. I read somewhere that the pizza and beer to help movers is now not uh, not appropriate because people people my age are... <laughs> Their bodies aren't in good enough shape to you know, do the heavy lifting of a full house move. Oh, I I agree with that. <laughs> and and pizza and beer isn't isn't the proper compensation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you should carb load. That's what you need before the day before you do the carb load with the pizza and the beer, and then you go and move. No, never mind. Oh God, could you imagine being hungover, and <laughs> pizza sick? <laughs> And having to move a couch? No. Oh. You're right. Bad move. Oh. I'm yeah, sick no. just thinking about it. No, we don't do that. Um, we didn't talk about how we got the movie. Oh! This movie is currently on Netflix. Uh, you know, obviously free with your subscription. Only until September 30th. I didn't see if there were any of the sequels on there. But uh, I, did, I don't believe so, because they would have popped up when I typed in the name. Right. So, but yeah. Yeah, that is, was the only Insidious that popped up when you... Yeah, this is the only one that popped up on the Netflix machine. Um, and really, that was the only place to find it, unless you wanted to pay Amazon to rent it, uh, which I never do. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Let's see, Barbara Hershey, I recognize that name. Oh, yeah. She's uh, been an actress for many, many years. Yeah. Done tons of work. So I I recognized her name. I I know Barbara Hershey from a movie that you made me watch from the late 80s called Splitting Airs. Splitting Airs? Airs. Yeah, with Eric Idle. Yeah, you said it was a great movie, so I watched it. It's got Eric Idle and uh, Rick Moranis and Barbara Hershey and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't. Oh. I don't recognize that movie. Are you sure it was me? Was that yes. in a different lifetime? Yes, it was. Was that your other mother? Yes. Okay. No, it's the uh, the movie. Eric Idle plays a guy who, uh, as a baby, his rich party people royal family leave him in like a phone booth and he's adopted by a lovely indian family and grows up and he becomes a banker and and then some there's something in the news about the the baby in the phone booth and rick moranis claims that he was the baby in the phone booth so he can get all the the riches and okay i and uh eric idol's mother <laughs> it's so funny because uh eric I- he's surrounded by about 500 uh indian people uh from india in this little like london apartment and uh she's like tommy there's something i have to tell you and he's like what she's like there's a reason you don't like curry and you don't look like your father and he's just <laughs> like what and she shows him the the rattle this beautiful gilded silver rattle that was with the rich baby that was left in the phone booth and she's like well you know this is really you and he's like are you telling me i'm not asian funniest thing <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness it was really funny okay. uh, you told me to watch it so i did and it was funny well i'm glad you did <laughs> i'm glad I'm you listened Asian. to me once in a while <laughs> so stupid it was so funny but also barbara hershey made a lot of news in the early aughts for dating uh the hot guy on um lost a uh, saeed he's got a real name and i can't tell you what it is oh but uh, oh, I forgot about that. The guy that played uh, it's like Navy Andrews or something like that. I'm not sure, but yes. Yeah, they dated for a real long time too. Yes. But it was a real big deal when uh when Lost got real big because you oh you know older lady younger man oh my god right exactly that's just exactly it you know um but i don't know barbara hershey in 2010 looked fabulous right the only thing that really looked awfully old on her was her hands oh yeah oh she's older than me really yeah 1948 holy crap she's 12 years older than me no only eight okay you know what you're right Are you going to be okay to drive home? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. 
Justin said something the other day, and I, I it was math related, and I, I threw out the answer to the, the, the question, and he was just like, oh, okay, I guess you, you know, a little bit. And I'm like, I play with a calculator all day. Of course I know how to add. <laughs> we had a good laugh. Oh my gosh, she was married to David Carradine. Oh. From 1969 to 1975. Do you know who David Carradine is? He, he did, he's kind of weird. Is that the guy from Kung Fu? Yes! And Kill Bill? I think so. Do you know how he died? No. Oh, girl. Let me find this out. Oh. <laughs> David Carradine is dead? If it's the guy, yeah, I think it 2009. is. Yeah, Yeah, look how he died. Um, yeah, Kill Bill, yeah. He died in Bangkok, Thailand. Does that tell me something? Yes, it does. <laughs> Okay, do I want to not know anymore? You do want to know because it's kind of hilarious. Oh, no. Mom is furiously scrolling to find this answer. Yes. Because I'm not going to tell her. No, she's not. Okay, let's see. Here's his death. It ha- His death has a whole section on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, let's oh, hear it. Oh, gosh darn it. Do you know that I, I can't seem to get there? Oh, God. Do you remember Michael Hutchins from NXS, the hot guy that sang for NXS? Yes. He died the same way. Oh, um, asphyxia, um, yeah, I, I can't think of the name of it, but he died in a, uh, he was found dead in a Bangkok hotel. <laughs> That's all it says. Oh. Um, wait a minute. Oh, here we go, here we go. Asphyxia, audio, autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> That's what it is. Isn't he a little, wasn't he a little bit old to be doing stuff like that? Well, I mean, hey, if it still it works, it. yep. Well, that's interesting. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yes, and she was married to Naveen Andrews from 1998. Oh no, that was just her partner. She wasn't married to David Carradine. Oh, from 98 to 2009 that's a long time yeah yeah that is a long time but i i think she's a good looking woman but, yeah you know and who's you know who cares who she's dating i think it's okay yeah you know well, they're both adults who cares yeah that's right that's absolutely right and it would I, have only been weird if he was just like fresh out of high school but he was a girl man he's in his i'm sure he's in his early 50s now probably and yeah. I did also read something interesting that um, his, uh, this James Wan, his films are often scored by Joseph Bazzara. Bazzara? Probably Bashara. Bashara? You had made mention of him when he was you were watching the... Yeah, he was listed as an actor, and I believe he played the, uh, the doctor. Okay. At the hospital that had to take that page. That older man? Yeah. He writes those, that creepy music? All right, whatever. You write movie scores, you know. You write what the movie calls for. That's true. I did like how the credits were at the beginning, where they were bright red, and then they kind of went up in smoke. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was kind of creepy cool. Right. That uh, really kind of set the tone. And that the, the the just the stinging violin music, Ugh. that atmospheric sound. I think that the music was perfect for the movie. Yes, all the way through it. Yes, but then when that rumbling thunder came in, I thought, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, interesting. Also, how do you feel about a demon that sharpens his uh, claws to on a, on a grinder? Yeah, um, on a grinder to the tune of Tiptoe Through the Tulips. <laughs> Tiptoe <laughs> Do we have to pay somebody for that? I hope to God not. Because <laughs> it should have been better if we have to pay for it, right? Um, well, yeah, that that was kind of weird that, that he, um... He's a big scary demon, and he's listening to Tiny Tim. Yeah. Yeah. But he, that... Big scary demon was kind of tiny Timish, just kind of. Oh, with that like that distinctive beak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> that was I. I did find that unusual, but I think that that was the catch. I'll bet you every other film has Tiny Tim in it. No. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I think the second one does, just because they kind of revisit the whole thing. But well, it should thinking about it now i don't believe it does okay also this director has received a lot of awards yes mostly in the horror genre yes i thought that was pretty interesting i mean he seems so young and to be so recognized 
Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, and he and uh, Lee Wanell, they met in film school mm-hmm. in Australia, and uh, that's where their partnership began. That's where they uh, developed uh, the Saw franchise. They started that. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, movies that James Wan has done. Uh, he did, uh, I think, like Fast 9. The Fast and the Furious movie. Oh. He was the director on the one that Paul Walker died during. Oh. Yeah. Awesome, right? Wow. Yeah. Ooh. That's kind of... Wow. But he didn't die making the movie, did he? He died in a... No. Racing he was... his car in a parking lot. Yeah. Weird. Stranger things have happened. I guess if you, you have friends that have fancy cars that go, you know, incredibly fast, why aren't you racing them everywhere you go? Uh, yeah, probably. Big boys and their big toys. I don't get it. Yeah, me either, but yeah. I like to drive fast, but I don't know about driving that fast into a tree. Didn't he drive, didn't he spin out and flip and... I think that the car rolled over and exploded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really care, but... No. I thought it was unfortunate, but I mean, he's made how many movies since he passed? (laughs) I mean, good grief. Speaking of uh, movie number 59, right. didn't they just come out with The Fast and Furious this summer? Yeah, and uh, they had that Hobbs and Shaw spinoff movie that was not uh, canon, but uh-huh. yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I think they wanted Hobbs and Shaw to have their own like franchise, but I don't think the movie did very well. Oh, okay. Uh, another podcast I listened to, uh, How Did This Get Made? They, uh, every new fast and furious that comes out they watch it and they're they've always got something hilarious to say about it i'm sorry kitty <laughs> he's on his last nerve i yeah i can see that that's interesting but i don't know i i no i would never watch another i, I i'm not into the scary movies and no i don't know it's it just no i like i tell you i watch movies for mindless entertainment well, i'm trying to think about it and <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think that that's mindless or entertaining. <laughs> but who knows? Well, I like. Uh, I like going to like scary movies wh- where you know it's not really super scary, but then like a jump scare happens. But you should have seen it coming, and I always laugh at myself because I'm just like, holy crap! Oh, you should have seen that a mile away. Uh, yes. What's wrong with you? That's that's like in this movie when when he was uh, going to traveling to get the boy. I kept saying, go in the attic, go in the attic. He wouldn't go in the attic. He went downstairs. He went upstairs. He went downstairs. Go in the attic, dude. That's where it happened. <laughs> How did you, uh, how, the atmosphere when he was in the further, how'd you like that? That, that was kind of scary. Yeah. And just the way, yeah, it was really scary. And because it was so really unreal. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I know that this was in his, really his imagination, but it wasn't at all. Right. So, yeah, that was pretty frightening. And I believe that uh, the nurse that was taking care of Dalton when they first moved in, or when they first brought him home from the hospital, uh-huh. the first home care nurse measuring the GI tube, I believe that she was one of the, the girls, the dead girls in the further. Oh, really? I believe that she pulled double duty. Oh, oh! We should have been watching for that in the when they were rolling the credits. Next time you watch it, watch for that. Yeah, I mean I could look it up, but very interesting. It's late at night now, and I'm tired. Huh? I said it's late at night, and I'm tired. Me too. I uh, it's Labor Day. I uh had a awesome paid day off where I slept until quarter to nine. Oh well, wow. Got up about 6.30 and was wandering around, got a drink, went to the bathroom. But the cats were like, yeah, it's party time. And we're like, no, guys, we're going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, ew. And nothing to do. And there's a whole lot of action going around in Toledo this weekend. So not a lot of visitors. No. Um, I did read that they had expected a giant, like, economic boom from the Solheim Cup. Yeah. But so far it's been uh, mixed reviews. Right, right. They were, um, well, I think it's the pandemic rising up again because they were expecting uh, 15,000 Europeans to come over to watch the the Solheim. And only maybe 1,000 came 
Whoa. Because I, I don't think you can come back to Europe from America right now without um, uh, isolation. Quarantine, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, or one or the other, maybe you can't come into the United States without quarantine. I think maybe it's both ways. I, I'm not really sure. Because Europe was really on top of their game with the whole yes. shutdown thing. We're shutting everything down. Nobody's coming in, nobody's going out. Right, but... but you know. you know, all those Europeans, all those English, British people could have come through Canada easier than coming through the United States. I don't think the Canadian border is running. Yes, you can come from Canada to the United States now. I think end of the month you can go from United States to Canada. Really? Yes, I believe I believe that's how it is right now. Huh. And you know, I know it's different. It, and with this Delta, you know, everything's everything's back up in the air again. Right. The radio show I listen to in the morning, my morning zoo show, uh-huh. um, is out of Detroit, and the main host is Canadian. He lives in Canada. Oh. For the first, like, solid month or two for the, of the pandemic, he, you know, broadcast from his basement. Oh, wow. And it was a uh, rough going. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, but I think that's a little open, but um, the fanfare was real popular, uh, especially the Gwen Stefani show was huge, and... Oh, um, you mean... Gwen Stefani Shelton? Well, now, there was a whole lot of talk about Blake Shelton showing up, but I never heard that he showed up for the show. You know, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't care, because... Me either, uh, you know... He just looks like another redneck. Right, but the... Like, I don't find him attractive. I don't understand the appeal. But the Chris, somebody or other... Chris Young, the girl that did my hair, was there. Her and her girlfriends were going to go to that. Chris Young? Yeah. That was... So so crowded. I heard that um, I one one girl I know that went down there. Um, they couldn't even see. They had to. They went eventually went across the street to a bar and watched it on the big screen. Really. But then the, this other lady that I work with, her grandson and his girlfriend and their group went. And some guy came up to his girlfriend, the girlfriend, and said, how many are in your party? She goes, well, there's eight of us. And he reached in his pocket and pulled out eight VIP wrist bracelets. Nice. They stood at the front, and they saw him right from the front. That happened to Julie one time, my friend Julie, when, oh, God, who was here? It was En Vogue and somebody else Uh a few years back, and... This, some man walked up and was just like, hey, I'm not going to use these. You guys want these? I gave him VIP passes. She's yeah. like, bastard line to the bar, private toilet. She's like, yeah. it was awesome. That's that's what the, these kids, you know, these just out of high school kids got that's front so row cool. seats and, and they I just mean, had a blast. You couldn't pay me to go to a country show, but. Well, I mean, if that's your thing, yay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go downtown. I mean, it's a lovely sight, but. Oh my gosh, there's just, it was elbowed asshole, I'm sure. Well, yes. And that's probably why you couldn't get the, the food truck you especially like, because all of everybody has been down there since, I think the the doings started on Thursday. Like Thursday, yeah. You know, and it's been... Uh, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish was there. Everybody the, made a big deal about him. Right, Darius Record, because he golfed in the pro-am um yeah he played in the 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 golf and um he couldn't say enough about toledo so yay for him that's nice yeah yeah he really talked it up so it was good for us but yeah it's kind of rough being you know so close to the pandemic and still in the midst of it that right you know they were really hoping for big 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 things for the soldheim cup and the the younger um kids what do they call the junior pro-am the juniors okay they golfed also at sylvania country club okay so i mean it's big doings big doings for toledo but i don't think it was the multi-mega thing that they had hoped for oh but the weather was fabulous oh my god it was it's beautiful it was beautiful weekend yes we we could not have begged for a better weekend no sunny and 70 and a light breeze yeah i think that that was good for the golfers but i i don't like yay i just love that kind of weather i'm so ready to not be hot yes but we're coming up to the big 80s this week <laughs> it's good also be- uh i saw that the the newspaper said that we're in for a really cold winter cold got it which is fine if it's just cold that's fine but it, if you have all that snow, I hate life. 
Yeah. I don't like driving in it. I don't like shoveling it. Nope. Don't like thinking about it. Don't no. like looking at it. Well, maybe we'll it'll swoop around us since we live in this hole here. <sighs> Hopefully. Like yeah. it has been, knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We got really lucky last year. <clears throat> yeah. Cleveland got hit bad last year. Detroit got hit bad the last mm-hmm. few years. So. East Coast got buried. Our, our time's coming. <laughs> Maybe I should try to uh, buy a snowblower that has all its parts this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe I'm just going to go out and stand with cans of Aquanet going. Just, come on, global warming. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to just light it and use a torch to, oh. to melt your snow. <laughs> that would be cool. But no, I can't. I can't wait till winter is completely eradicated. I hate it. I hate it. Well, we'll be, you know, we'll be the winter in June thing and summer in Christmas. Oh, like Australia? Yeah. Oh. And the Australia, like Australia? Yeah. I had to bring us back somehow. <laughs> We've gotten a little far off course again. <laughs> we just can't get together. And- just talk about one thing. I no, mean, I don't. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you'd think we'd have a list of things to talk about. I did. I've talked about all mine. Oh, me too. <laughs> and we're still talking. Where's Big Daddy? Did he get his dinner? Oh yeah, he went to bed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he came in. He zipped through. Brought us. Brought his plate out. Went back to bed. Okay. <laughs> He's already. He's already breezed by a few times. Okay, and we're just still talking. That's all right. Again, we're funny. Yeah, I well, I don't know if we're funny today, but... <laughs> it's because we're drunk, that's why. <laughs> we, we both had a glass of beer. We're in the, we're all the way in the bag. Yep. <laughs> I'm wearing a lampshade. Yes, yes, I'm dancing the hula. <laughs> I'm wearing my pants as a shirt. Ow, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have not discussed a next movie. Oh, boy, what have we decided on? I don't know. Well, it's kind of funny because we just did a movie that we, you know, we haven't talked about a new movie. Right. This this opportunity to to tape really kind of fell in our laps. Yeah, yes, it did. So we, uh, we took advantage. Yeah. So I I don't know. Do you want to stay culty? Yes, this okay. is fun. Do you want to do like sci-fi? We haven't done a sci-fi. No, we surely haven't. I can find something. Okay, we I've got do something that. in mind. Well, I'll see what I, I can I see. I was telling uh, Uncle David about it, and I said, you know, when we do a sci-fi movie, we should have you as our special guest. You know, uh, Uncle David sees everything sci-fi. I don't think he has seen the movie I have in mind. Oh, okay. I don't think that it would have even been on his radar. All right. Am I going to like it? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Well, you've come up with a couple of ones that were okay. Yeah. You know, that, that first one I'd add to my rotation of now three. Yeah. I'm, what I'm thinking of is um, Existence by uh, David Cronenberg. Oh, that was a funny movie, Major Pain. <laughs> I just watched that the other night I when I... Think, think your mind off the pain! <laughs> <laughs> when I talked to you on the phone the other night, I was watching that. Oh, Okay. Now tell me about the movie again because I completely missed it. I was watching TV. <laughs> Existence. Existence. Okay. It's a David Cronenberg movie. So um, it's David Cronenberg, so it'll be weird. I don't know that. I don't even recognize that uh, name. He's uh, he did uh, the Fly, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Oh. So he does that kind of. He he does a lot of body stuff. Okay. It's got a it's got a bunch of names. Jennifer Jason Lee and. Oh. Jude Law. Oh, wow. And uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like there are some other names in it, but those are the ones that come right out to the okay. forefront. But uh, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of dystopian. Oh, okay. Um, and oddly sexual without being sexual. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of proxy going on. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but it all makes sense in terms of the movie. And if you want to invite Uncle Dave, if he wants to be alive... No, not if there's going to be sex in it. not sex. (laughs) No, he wouldn't be up and at him at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if he wants to be, he's invited. Okay. But uh, I don't know if he would enjoy it. Get it. Because it's it's weird. Okay. I'll have to see where... Why, why do you keep bringing these weird movies to me? Because it's stuff... Well, first of all, it's stuff that nobody talks about. Oh, okay. And it's because only the, the weird people watch it, like us? Yeah. All right. But I like us. Yeah. I think we're a cool group. Right. I'm going so. to have to find where I where I can stream this uh, because uh, I, def- I know I own it, uh, but I definitely don't want to go look for it. <laughs> One day we're going to have to go up there. And I told Justin we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to like go up there because he wants, he has grand plans. And he's he's always talking about getting this cool thing. Oh, this cool thing that should go in this room and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, we should clean that room first before we could do stuff with it, right? <laughs> well, you don't really have to clean it. You just have to organize. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of cleaning involved because it's... you've got a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah, and when we took the movies out of the living room, it was at least five boxes. Oh, yeah, well, they were... And one of those boxes was like a giant old vacuum boxes. Those cabinets went from floor to ceiling, and they were at least three feet across, weren't they? Yeah. And there were lots of shelves. The five shelves. Yes. And they were uh, filled. Yeah. Uh, Some were doubled. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we have a ton of movies. I know you do. But I don't have access to them. In, in an instant. Yeah. Even like, in oh, I want to watch this. Oh. Oh, The Good Place. I saw that, too. That's fun. Yeah. That's a little TV series. Uh, Cheaty had a small part in uh, the movie Midsummer. It was a horror movie that came out. Oh, okay. About, it took place during the Swedish festival of Midsummer. Oh, all right. <laughs> means either. I didn't see it. Uh, I had a friend in Sweden uh, on my video game and uh, I know that he said that that was his favorite time because he was just drunk for like the entire, like the the whole period it went through. He was just wasted. Oh my goodness. But he always had the best time. Um, (laughs) And I I don't really, I don't know if it's like a solstice thing. I don't know much about it. Me either. But it looks beautiful. Um, And the horror movie was uh, made by the guy that did uh, Heredity, which was also a really kind of weird movie that it starts out as a movie about one thing and then it turns into something completely different. Kind of like our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It also had a very gruesome death scene. Oh, no. And at the end of uh heredity which uh i did not enjoy um like these all these naked people come out of the woodwork and um i don't want to see old boobs or fat guys with small dongs i don't want to see any of that no no that's why that's why i quit watching movies you know it was all after this and after that and naked people i i've seen myself naked and that's good enough i guess i mean (laughs) on screen is a little bit of an improvement though I don't know. Do they, you know, can they tighten everything up and no jiggling and... Well, I'm sure. I'm sure well, you can If that's the case, that then done. have at it. Get nipped and tucked all, all into place. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, when well, I'm rich, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, when Big Daddy wins the lottery, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a new body. <laughs> okay. He's going <laughs> to have to win a couple of lotteries because there's a lot of body to replace. <laughs> Okay. All right, focus. Oh, boy. Well, it was interesting. Yeah, um, I liked at, it. For As horror movies go, I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't, I wasn't frightened. I wasn't frightened as much as I thought I would be, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't think that you would come out loving it, but I, I, I thought that you would at least enjoy it for what it was. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it did have that kind of Hitchcockian thing, that whole, that tension build, that tension build. Uh, I, I did not. I did not get that. No, um, okay. I, I thought that the music was what did all of that building and tension, and you knew it was coming. Yeah. And it, that was all through the music, I thought. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't you, know. Uh, I, well, we'll have to watch a Hitchcock movie and, and see the difference. I uh I vote for Rope. It's my favorite. I like Rear Window. We could watch both and do a double feature. Wow. I don't know if I could do that. That That's too frightening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. How about... Okay. Sure. So when, when, definitely when neither one of us is uh, head cold positive. Oh, my God. This is just going on forever. <laughs> 
And I got cocky yesterday. I thought I felt I thought I felt better and I went to bed without taking meds uh-huh. and uh-huh. I woke up just like my throat was just sand. Ugh. It was so uh, Yep, had to positive. And I couldn't drink enough water to nope. make it feel normal. And now, oh well. Oh well. Well, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to do a, a midnight movie. Yes, it was fun. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I'm going to have to think of a menu for Existence. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. There's a part where they're in a, a fish factory, like a fish farm. Oh. You want to do fish sticks? I could do fish sticks. Yeah, I could do fish for breakfast. You couldn't? Oh, of course I could. If I can do coney dogs, I can do anything. Absolutely. We're the mans. <laughs> the woe mans. <laughs> Though I did definitely regret coney dogs for breakfast. Yeah, they rumbled around. Uh, it it was, yeah, it was too much. Yeah, it was I, the baked beans that put me over. Yeah. They were so good, though. My, my belly just rumbled. I was never, I didn't have an upset stomach or anything, but my belly just rumbled. I was just like that gross full all yep, day. all day. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. We'll be better. Uh, yeah, and we maybe we'll be on track next week. Who knows? I, I, I don't hope, know. I hope so. Probably not. But again, you know, this movie, it didn't have a lot of trivia, and a lot of this is just opinion-based, so... Right. You know. So don't go in the attic. Don't ever go in the attic. Nope. Don't ever climb weirdo ladders. <laughs> and if an old-timey furnace lights up for no reason... Burn the house down and get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Leave your kids. Just go. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I don't think that's right, but... Okay, I think you should take your kids. If you're going to burn the house down, you should take your kids. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, then. Alright, we will see you again next time on uh, Movies with My Mother with uh, Existence, and uh, you will be grossed out. Alrighty. (laughs) Alright. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.